It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, we're back once again with another magical installment of Disney Blue's Disney On Demand. And this week for show number 20, as school's back in session, everybody is hitting the books, they're hitting the homerooms, and they're chilling out with their families at night after homework is done. We have a very special guest here this week, one that your parents can relate to, one that you can relate to, one that your children can relate to, because we have the one and only John Ratzenberger stopping in here this week, here at Disney On Demand. That's right, Cliff from Cheers, also the man behind The Voice of every single Pixar film. Yes, he has been in every single Pixar film to date. And we have the one and only John Ratzenberger stopping in here this week to talk about being involved with Pixar, coming up with the character of Cliff, his newest ventures, Made in America, and all kinds of things that John has in the works right now. Yes, the one and only John Ratzenberger. I am pretty ecstatic for that. In addition, we have all kinds of Disney news for you from movies, Blu-rays, releases, all kinds of tidbits from the movies, the parks, and all those magical memories, including television, and we have the D-Team. Yes, no show would be complete without the one and only D-Team here, and we have Lexi from Down Under stopping in with a little bit more about John Ratzenberger. We also have Jason back with his movies and Blu-ray reviews. This week, giving you an insight of some special features, a Blu-ray, and... You know, something that I think you're going to want to add to your collection. And we have Tony from Disney by the Numbers stopping in with the top five things you didn't know about. So we have all kinds of things lined up here this week, like I said, including Disney news and a very special announcement about Halloween time here at Disney On Demand. Yes, one of my favorite times, and those of you that know me outside of Disney On Demand know that Halloween has played a very big part uh, throughout my life, throughout my career, and many other things. So we have some fun things coming up on the horizon here at Disney On Demand. So as we prep up for our special guest, John Ratzenberger, stopping in, the D-Team, all kinds of fun, some music, we're heading back to school. Let's just sit back, relax, and enjoy some fun. As we kick off this week's magical edition of Disney On Demand. I'll be right back, all of you D-heads. <laughs> Mic check, one, two, one, two. All right, it's working. Yo, welcome to the best collaboration of all times ever made. Emily Osmond, Mitchell Musso, and BT on the track. Word. If I were a rich man with a million or two. Live in a penthouse In a room with a view yeah. And if I were handsome Well, it could happen Those dreams do come true I wouldn't have nothing If I didn't have you yeah. I wouldn't have nothing If I didn't have you I wouldn't have nothing If I didn't have you I wouldn't have nothing for years I have envied Your grace and your charm Everyone loves you, you know Yeah 
abominable to you but why can't they call me the adorable snowman or or the agreeable snowman for crying out loud i'm a nice guy snow cone <laughs> no 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 don't worry it's lemon uh how about you big fella yeah take my buddy bigfoot when he was banished he fashioned an enormous diaper out of poison ivy <laughs> wore it on his head like a tiara Called himself King Itchy. You know, when I saw you out there in the snow, hugging and all, I think you mean Wonderland. I mean, how about all this fabulous snow, huh? Oh, I haven't even mentioned all the free yak's milk. Uh, yak's milk. Milking a yak ain't exactly a picnic. But, you know, once you pick the hairs out, it's very nutritious. Kids, sure. Tough kids, sissy kids, kids who climb on rocks. Always. No. Never go out in a blizzard. Oh, would you look at that? We're out of snow cones. Uh, let me just go outside and make some more. I saw a peanut stand, heard a rubber band. I saw a needle that winked its eye. But I think I will have seen everything when I see an elephant fly. I saw a front porch swing, heard a diamond ring. I saw a polka dot railroad tie. But I think I've seen about everything when I see an elephant fly. I even heard a chocolate drop. I went into a store, saw a bicycle shop. You can't deny the things that you see, but I know there's certain things that just can't be. The other day, by chance, saw an old barn dance, and I just laughed till I thought I'd die. But I think I will have seen everything. 
when I see an elephant fly. I see the sawhorse rear up and bark. They tell me a man made a vegetable truck. Now I didn't see that, I only heard. But just to be sociable, I'll take your word. The other day by chance saw an old barn dance. And I just laughed till I thought I'd die. But I think I will have seen everything. When I see an elephant, I see an elephant. When I see an elephant, Hey, this is Michael Leon Woolley, the voice of Lewis the Alligator. Hallelujah! And you're listening to Disney On Demand! You are a toy car! You are a sad, strange little wagon, and you have my pity. Farewell. Oh, yeah? Well, good riddance, you loony. Hey, uh, I hate to break up the road rally, guys, but they're here! Birthday guests at 3 o'clock! <laughs> oh, man! Whoever does the voice of that biggie truck, I'm telling you, he's one great actor. We're banished, genius, stuck out here in this wasteland without chains! But, Mike, the Boomobile's in trouble. She needs our help. You're still not listening! <gasps> Welcome to the Himalayas! Snowcone? Oh, that abominable snowplow is quite the comic thespian. Just get in there. Go, 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 go! Circus cars! How can you be circus cars? These are the lousiest circus cars in the world, and they're gonna make me rich! Wait a minute here. They're just using the same actor over and over. What kind of a cut-rate production is this? It's Disney Blues. Disney on demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be lost. Just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, all of you D-heads, we are back once again. I hope you enjoy the kickoff of show number 20 of Disney On Demand. It is great to be back, and we're in the heart of it, having some fun, as we are waiting for the one and only John Ratzenberger, stopping in very shortly here at the show. Yes, Cliff from Cheers, Ham, Mac, every Pixar film. I mean, it is exciting as we are waiting for John Ratzenberger to stop in very shortly here at Disney On Demand. So jumping right into things, let's just jump right into some Disney news and all kinds of tidbits, and let's talk about the Fantasyland walls. Now, there's a lot of great Disney podcasts out there that cover the Disney parks, so I'm not going to go too far into all of that, but the Fantasyland walls are down. Yes, now you can see the exterior that is going to be the new entrance to the new Fantasyland. I mean, these things are fantastic. They really fit in with the Fantasyland feel, and it is a great segue to go into the new Fantasyland. And right now, you can check these out online. They're in a variety of different places, including WDW Magic. I mean, there's a lot of great places to check it out. And these are the new Fantasyland walls. I mean, they're huge, they're brick, the archways are fantastic, and they even carry through with the same kind of detail that they have into anything that you would expect at a Disney park. This, including the ground, where it has the wheels from the wagon and horseshoe marks and all the different things you'd think to see in Belle's Village and things like that. Now, speaking of Belle, 
Let's get into the Be Our Guest restaurants. Now, everybody has been hot for this one. They've been excited to go to it. You've seen the menu items already posted online, how it's going to be a quick service during lunch. Sit down during the evening. Well, the Be Our Guest restaurant is booking right now with a full menu. And mind you, this is the first time that Disney World is going to have alcohol at the Magic Kingdom. Now, we already know that Epcot already has it. You have the Wine and Harvest Festival there. You have a variety of different things that go on. But... This is the first time that it is going to be inside the Magic Kingdom at the Be Our Guest restaurant. And the Magic Kingdom is looking at it as it's going to bring a new level, a new experience to many of the park guests. Now, the Be Our Guest restaurant it does has a fantastic menu. They are booking reservations right now. And, you know, you can get in there. You can get in, get your reservations, and just experience it firsthand. Because, as we all know, the new Fantasyland is debuting December 6th. Yes, the tentative date for the new Fantasyland is December 6th. So that's coming up right around the corner. Everyone is excited about it, and I myself and my family are going to be there for that. So, you know, it is coming up. Now, speaking of the different things with the parks, like I said, there's a lot of great park news websites that are already out there. If there's one thing that there is a lot of, it's fantastic Disney podcasts that cover the parks. So, you know, check them out. There's a lot of good ones out there. Be Our Guest podcast. You have WDW Magic. You have Lou Mangiello, of course. So there's a lot of great shows out there that already cover the parks. Go check them out. Give them a listen and get your parks fixed. Now, moving forward even more, as I mentioned, in December with the new Fantasyland opening... I will be there with my family. So if you are a Disney on-demand listener, if you are somebody that uh, just loves the show, you enjoy Disney, you want to meet up, shoot me an email. You can find our email address right there on our website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also shoot us a message on Facebook. You know, just get in contact with us because, hey, if we have enough people, maybe we can have a Disney on-demand meetup in December because I am going to be at the Disney Resort from the end of November all the way through the opening of the new Fantasyland. So if you want to meet up, shoot us that message, let us know, and maybe we can get together. Even if it's not an official gathering, you just want to meet up at Downtown Disney, talk for a little bit, meet meet up face-to-face. Just shoot me an email, drop me a line, and let's see if we can make that happen. Now, moving away from the parks, let's get into the movies. Now, if it's one thing that I hear a lot of in my house, it is Pirates. My two boys are obsessed with pirates. They love Peter Pan. They love Captain Hook. They love Jack Sparrow. Well, Pirates of the Caribbean 5 is set to begin shooting very soon. Now, there were a lot of rumors out on the horizon in this last week how it was going to start shooting this November in Puerto Rico, but Disney has confirmed that it is in development. They're writing the story, they're writing the scripts, but it is not accurate that it is going to begin shooting in Puerto Rico in November. So that one is not accurate at all. But Pirates of the Caribbean 5 has been a long time in the making, and Johnny Depp, of course, has been attached to the project. He said as long as there's a great story, that he will do it. As long as they take their time and make each movie special, he will do it. Well, right now, the film will begin shooting very soon, and Pirates 5 is going to star Johnny Depp, and it's going to be directed by Rob Marshall. So they're asking, what is the holdup? Why are people waiting for Pirates? Well, of course, Johnny Depp said he wants it to be special. He wants it to be something unique. And also, Jerry Brockheimer, who is producing these films, is also making The Lone Ranger with Gore Verbinski, which I think is going to be a fantastic film. And as we all know, Johnny Depp is already part of that film as well. So there's going to be a lot of great things coming from this very soon. And, you know, I hope they don't pop them out too fast. If they pop them out too fast, it's just going to lose that, as Johnny Depp said, that that's something special about the pirate films. But number four, recoup the franchise. I was impressed with it. I love the mermaid scene. 
So you know what? I am excited for a five, and I'm just glad that there's something that I can pass down to my boys in Disney live-action movies once again. Now, continuing on with movie news, let's talk about Disney Blu-ray releases. And recently, there's been a variety of fantastic Blu-rays. If you are a Disney junkie when it comes to the movies, you enjoy listening to our Lifetime of Disney player on our website, where you can listen to all the different movies and television shows and, you know, all everything. I mean, everything that is Disney, and you love it. Well, you've noticed lately that there's been a variety of different Blu-rays that have hit the scene from a Aristocats, all the way through the Rescuers, and more. So you know what? I'm going to just tackle a couple of my favorites, but before I do that, I'll give you the rundown of what you can already expect to see on the shelves on Blu-ray right now. Home on the Range, definitely an underrated Disney film. Treasure Planet, love it. It was brilliant. You also have the Story of Robin Hood. You have the Rescuers 2 movie collection, where you can get Rescuers and Rescuers Down Under. You can also get Disney's Chimpanzee, brilliant documentary. I personally am a huge, huge fan of the Disney Nature series. I love it. It definitely brings me back to the days of Walt Disney. I mean, come on, all of you D-heads out there listening, you know you feel the same way. When it's the True Life Adventure series and a variety of those, it just, you know, watching the Disney Nature series has this I don't know. It's almost like Walt is here in spirit watching these, and you're catching something that is just brilliantly done. It's beautiful to watch, and Chimpanzee It's definitely a tearjerker. You will enjoy it. You also have Doc McStuffins, another Disney Junior show that my daughter, my oldest daughter, just loves. She loves Doc McStuffins, but you can get that right now as well. There's the friendship in the best medicine from Doc McStuffins. There's Lady and the Tramp 2, Scamp's Adventure. Pocahontas 2 movie collection, where you can get Pocahontas 1 and 2. The Aristocats. Oh, come on. Thomas O'Malley. O'Malley the Alley Cat. I'll spare you me singing it, but... We all want to sing along. Come on, you can't go wrong. Everybody wants to be a cat. You also have the Tigger Movie Special Edition. And the Tigger Movie was very fun. You know, it was kind of one of those movies that launched that franchise of releasing a variety of different Winnie the Pooh movies. Now, you also have Hocus Pocus, which I will get back to. Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3 is coming up very soon, as well as The Great Mouse Detective. Yes, coming up this Tuesday is the great mouse detective, the one and only Vincent Price. Sherlock Holmes riding Toby the dog. I mean, seriously, it's an awesome film. I am just really excited that the great mouse detective is coming to Blu-ray. I mean, it is an underrated Disney film from 86. I mean, the music was fantastic. And come on, it's Vincent Price. I mean, you know, come on. Radigan is an awesome villain. Now, also coming up later on this year, I mean, seriously, Disney is really saturating the Blu-rays, and I'm so excited. I mean, I really sound giddy, and my wife is probably going to hate me because she always says, you already have it on DVD, why do you need it on Blu-ray? Well, honey, just because I do. Well, you know, coming up this October is also the Cinderella Diamond Edition. Now, the Cinderella Diamond Edition is brilliant. I mean, it is beautifully packaged. It comes in a nice jewelry box. I mean, it is it is just brilliantly packaged. And the features and the transfer are fantastic. Now, also Pete's Dragon. Now, just recently, I introduced Pete's Dragon to my children, and they loved it. I mean, seriously, we saw the Main Street Electrical Parade at Disney. Now, a lot of people take their kids to go see that, you know, since they took down Spectrum Magic lately, and they're watching the Main Street, and a lot of the characters, the kids don't even know. Well, I was like, I'm not going to have that be my kids. So I sat down with all three of my four kids, because the youngest has no clue what's going on yet, but all three of my kids, and showed them Pete's Dragon, and you know what? They love it. 
they love Pete's Dragon to death, and now it is coming on Blu-ray. Now, there's also Jake and the Neverland Pirates, Jake Saves Bucky, which is actually debuting this weekend on Disney Junior. So, parents, get your DVR set, because we all know, if you have a pirate in the house... Jake and the Neverland Pirates is a must. Coming up for Christmas, there's also going to be the Santa Claus series with Santa Claus, Santa Claus 2, and a complete Santa Claus 3 movie collection. And continuing on with everybody's favorite pixie, Tinkerbell. You have the secret of the wings. Now, a lot of these are coming up. You know, like I said, there is just a ton of Blu-rays, including some Christmas ones, which, all right, I'll just give you a quick rundown. You're going to have Prep and Landing, The Muppet Christmas Carol, Brave. We all love Brave. Pixar Short Films Collections 2, Cinderella 2 and 3, and Santa Paws 2, including Finding Nemo, wrapping it up at the end of the year. So there's a lot of great Disney Blu-rays that are hitting the scene. Now, I said I wanted to go back and talk about one of them that I'm personally excited for, and that's Hocus Pocus. Now, Hocus Pocus, great film from 1993. I mean, it is, you know, it's kind of cheesy, it's kind of hokey, but come on. What Disney classic live-action film wasn't hokey? I mean, sit there for a second. Think about it. You look at Kurt Russell. You look at all those old films. Blackbeard's Ghost. Herbie. I mean, a lot of great live-action cheesy films. The World's Strongest Man. The Computer War Tennis Shoes. I mean, these are great films. And Hocus Pocus falls into that. Not only is it out on Blu-ray, the Blu-ray does look fantastic. The images are sharp. It's clean. There's not a whole lot of bonus features, but... If you are a high-def junkie like myself, you definitely want to pick up the Blu-ray. Now, I love Hocus Pocus for a variety of different reasons. One, you get to hear Bette Midler sing. I mean, come on. I Put a Spell on You is the best cover of Screamin' Jay Hawkins' song that you're going to ever find. I mean, it is a fantastic, catchy song, as well as just the banter between the three witches is hilarious, it's fun, and it's Halloween. If it's one thing that a lot of you D-heads know who know me on a personal level... I love Halloween. I mean, seriously, I deck it out. I've been part of the Halloween industry for many, many years. It is something that I just love. And Hocus Pocus, is it just gives you that, that family-friendly, fun Halloween aspect. Now, I do love Hocus Pocus so much that coming up in two weeks, yes, in two weeks, at the end of September, we're going to be doing a month-long celebration here at Disney On Demand. You heard me correct for four to five weeks, yes, from the last week of September all the way through October, every show is going to be geared towards something Disney and Halloween, including the cast of Hocus Pocus stopping in as our special guest here on the show. We're going to have the one and only voice of Oogie Boogie. Yes, Ken Page is going to be stopping in here as well. We're going to have Chris Sarandon and a variety of special guests as we are going to celebrate Halloween like no other here at Disney On Demand. And might I add, we have something special that is going to be cooked up in a limited edition of Disney On Demand's Not-So-Scary Halloween Hot Sauce that we're going to have available as well. So stay tuned. October is definitely fun, and it's coming up in just two short weeks. Now, speaking of Halloween, let's get back to the parks a little bit in the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party fantastic celebration i love the parades i mean seriously the parades are fantastic disney is the first one to kick off halloween this year at the parks before universal and the mickey's not so scary halloween party has officially kicked off for 2012 now sad to say i am going to miss the party this year i really am and i'm sad for that after the last couple of years of always being down there in october checking it out but this year hey we're doing christmas but if you are down there and you want to be a correspondent for disney on demand please shoot us an email, drop us a line. We would love to have a review 
of the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party here on Disney On Demand. So if you are down there and you're listening to the show, definitely contact us, and we want to get you on to talk about it, talk about the events, and just talk about how much fun you had this year at the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Now, since I am talking about the parks, let's just talk about a little bit more about the parks in a different way, and how about Oswald the Rabbit? Now, everybody knows that Oswald the Rabbit is Walt Disney's first baby before Mickey Mouse, and now Disney has acquired the rights to Oswald the Rabbit. There's no secret there. They've actually been able to get it back, but now there is new Oswald the Rabbit merchandise coming to the Disney parks. Now, this is everything that you can think of, from big figs, vintage t-shirts, plush toys, collector's pins, and even... Oswald the Rabbit hats. Much like the Mickey hats, but it is Oswald the Rabbit with the long ears sticking out. I think this is a fantastic move on Disney's part, and they're even branding it as 85 Years of Oswald the Rabbit. I personally really do like the vintage tee where it just has Oswald standing there looking angry. I I, I just really think that this is a brilliant move on Disney's part to merchandise this and really rebrand Oswald the Rabbit as part of Disney's creations because I think people will eat that up. I mean, you know, it it, it is a true part of Disney and history. I mean, everything that you can think of is going to be coming with Oswald the Rabbit and they're going to be releasing all of this in January celebrating the 85th anniversary pins. So definitely check it out. You can find it all over the websites, at the Disney parks. Some of these merchandise items are already out. You can find the Oswald the Rabbit hats. You can find the Oswald the Rabbit t-shirts and a variety of different items. And soon we will be posting these kind of things all over our website because we do have a new website coming, but I'll, I'll get to that a little bit later. Now, one more thing about the parks, Kitchen Cabaret from Epcot. Yes, move on to Epcot, the big golf ball, or as Steve Swanson would put it in his t-shirts he's been selling lately, It's not a big golf ball, but Epcot is a brilliant place to be. And how many of us think back to the day and we think back to Kitchen Cabaret? Well, right now at the Disney Parks blog, you can actually find a photo flashback of Kitchen Cabaret. Yes, this was posted by Jennifer Fickley Baker, who's the social media manager at the Disney Parks blog. Now, she went through and collected a variety of different look back photos from Kitchen Cabaret. Now, the attraction was housed in the Land Pavilion, and it starred a cast of quirky characters that sang, danced, and told stories and jokes to talk about good nutrition, being helpful, and it was hosted by Bonnie Appetit, and the kitchen came alive, singing songs, dancing, and having fun. Come on, we all know veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit, veggie. Okay, I'll spare you that. But anyways, Kitchen Cabaret was fantastic. It was great. We all loved it. Maybe I'll play a song or two next week here at the show about it and get some people that were involved with it, but... No, I just keep singing it. Veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit. All right. Anyways, anyways, Kitchen Cabaret, though, was fantastic. And right now, if you want to relive this, you want to have some fun, you can always catch it all over a variety of different places. But at the Disney Parks blog, they have an Epcot photo flashback with Kitchen Cabaret cooks. Definitely, definitely check it out. It'll bring back some great memories if you had a chance to experience this back in the day at Epcot. All right. Now, moving from the Disney Parks to the small screen. Let's talk about television for a little bit before I let you go and stop my rambling. And how about Once Upon a Time? Yes, Once Upon a Time, fantastic series on ABC. I myself love it, sit down with it, and I recently have introduced my wife to it. And I did that because if you are gearing up for season two that is starting in two weeks, it is also available season one on Netflix streaming. Yes, if you haven't had a chance to check it out and you're lost in the story and You really wanted that chance to do it? Well, right now, if you are a Netflix subscriber, if you go to Netflix, they have season one complete streaming right there. So you can go in, get caught up, stream it from your phone, your iPad, your mobile device, your TV, 
and get caught up. I mean, come on, if you have a lunch break at work, watch an episode of Once Upon a Time, you won't be disappointed. Now, speaking of Once Upon a Time and Season 2, there's a lot of great things that are coming out of Season 2 this year, including they're adding Captain Hook, Lancelot, Mulan, and more. That's right. If you watched Once Upon a Time, you know that the magic is unleashed. And now, this is coming up this season. They are adding a variety of different people, including former True Blood stars Michael Raymond James, who's playing a new character, and ABC is hinting in at a variety of different characters and people that you're going to see. Right now, you're going to be able to see Princess Aurora from Sleeping Beauty, her heroic prince, Prince Philip. They're also going to have the legendary Sir Lancelot from King Arthur's Table, Captain Hook, Mulan, Gaston. Now, they're also planning on a variety of other characters that they're not telling too much about, including Aladdin, Jafar, Ariel, and Jack. So there's no word yet on how these characters are going to be portrayed, but Jack is expected to be a jack-of-all-trades in storybook land, including Jack and the Beanstalk, and later, Little Jack Horner. So there's a lot of great things that are coming out of it. If you haven't had a chance... You definitely want to check out Once Upon a Time. You can follow up with Season 1 on streaming on Netflix, so definitely check it out. So, all of you D-heads, I've been rambling on for quite some time about a variety of different things here this week, and I am just very excited because Cliff Clavin is stopping in. Yes, from Cheers, he's going to sit down. Maybe we can get some words of wisdom from him, talk about a lot of different things, including being part of every single Pixar movie to date. So I'm pretty excited about that, and John Ratzenberger is coming up in the wings. But before that... I'm going to release the reins, let you enjoy some great music, memories, movie clips, and more. And we have the D-Team stopping up as we have Tony from Disney by the Numbers stopping in with the top five things you didn't know about John Ratzenberger. And uh, you know what? I'll stop my rambling. Enjoy a little magical break, if not anything, from me talking. And I'll be back real soon. Don't you disrespect me, little man. Don't you derogate or deride. You're in my world now, not your world. I got friends on the other side. He's got friends on the other side. That's an echo, gentlemen. Just a little something we have here in Louisiana. A little parlor trick, don't worry. Sit down at my table. Put your minds at ease. If you relax, you will enable me to do anything I please. I can read your future. I can change it around some too. I look deep into your heart and soul. You do have a soul, don't you, Lawrence? Make your wildest dreams come true. I got voodoo, I got voodoo, I got things I ain't even tried. And I got friends on the other side. He's got friends on the other side. The cards, the cards, the cards will tell. The past present and the future as well the cards the cards just take three take a little trip into your future with me now you young man are from across the sea you come from two long lines of royalty I'm a royal myself on my mother's side your lifestyle's high but your funds are low You need to marry a little honey Who's dead and got dough Mama dad cut you off her playboy Now you're gonna get hitched But hitching ties you down You just wanna be free Hop from place to place But freedom takes green <laughs> It's the green, it's the green, it's the green you need 
And when I look into your future, it's the green that I see. On you, little man, I don't want to waste much time. You've been pushed around all your life. You've been pushed around by your mother and your sister and your brother. And if you was married, you'd be pushed around by your wife. But in your future, the you I see is exactly the man you always wanted to be. Shake my hand. Come on, boys. Won't you shake a poor sinner's hand? Yes. about this all season long. I'm here at Pixar's campus just outside of San Francisco to get a rare look at the studio which has dominated the animation category at the Oscars for the last couple of years. This year of course they've got Toy Story 3. We're going to talk to some of the filmmakers about what it was like to work on the series that put digital animation on the map. Pixar is about as cool a place to work as anyone can imagine and they don't let too many people in behind the scenes. We do every single thing here on this campus. Uh, every single thing was designed, modeled, built, shot. Uh, like any other film, only we do ours virtually. But we use the exact same tools just within the computer. So we do all the location scouting. Um, we have the actors come act. And someday, if we're lucky, Andy may have kids of his own. In live action, if you want to film in a grocery store, you, know, you go out and find the right location and you film in a grocery store. In our world, we have to design that grocery store and we have to design every last item in the grocery store and build it and create it so that it can be in the movie. We can really control everything from like a little bit of a, a slouch to the shoulders to, to how the lips might part at a certain spot. Now on, we stick together. But Andy's leaving for college. College? Oh, God, the mailman! We, we had so many emotions when we were telling the story. It was so personal to us. 18 years ago, I mean, everybody kind of knew that if Toy Story worked out, it would launch this industry. There would be no Pixar without Buzz and Woody. You know, when I started the company, there was probably... 50 people in the company. Um, and now there are 1,200 people. Now there's at least 1,200 people, yeah. This was the building that A Bug's Life built, and Steve Jobs personally oversaw the design and the construction of it. It seems to me to be a perfect fusion of kind of the Hollywood mindset, but the Silicon Valley mindset as well. Hey, D-heads. I'm Tony Casanova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and welcome to this week's Top 5 Things You Didn't Know About. This week's Top 5 Things You Did Not Know About are about John Ratzenberger. 
Number five. One organization was created by John, and it's called Nuts, Bolts, and Thingamajobs Foundation, whose mission is to give children tools and watch them build America. Number four. He is one of only four actors to play the same character, Cliff Clavin, in the following six shows. Cheers, St. Elsewhere, The Tortellis, Wings, The Simpsons, and Frasier. Number three. There is one trading card created for John's Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back character, Ren Daron. Number two. Thirteen Pixar films feature John's voice, and if you're keeping track at home, that's all Pixar films to date, including Brave, feature John's voice. And the number one thing you did not know about John Ratzenberger is $3 billion is the total box office revenue, which makes John the sixth most successful actor of all time. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. ice-cold beer in freezing weather. Cliff, explanation, please. Now, how do you know he has one? Five bucks says he does, ten says it's a doozy. <laughs> when the uh, British ruled the Punjab, ten bucks all the way. <laughs> they drank uh, steaming hot pots of tea on the hottest days of the year to uh, balance out their inside and outside temperatures. See, conversely, uh, drinking an ice-cold drink on a cold day uh, actually results in a more uh, comfortable body temperature. All right. Why do you drink ice-cold beer on a hot day? Mr. Clavin. <laughs> what else are you going to do with it? Hey, everybody out there, it's me, Tigger, a.k.a. 
Jim Cummings, but don't tell anybody. And you are listening to Disney On Demand. <laughs> With every sun that comes up comes the question, where to go to go out on this town? Downtown Disney. It's like hitting the hot spots of every happening city on the planet. Restaurants you've read about. Shops you've dreamed about. Clubs that cut your curiosity loose. Downtown Disney. In a city of choices, the metropolis of fun. All right, all of you D-heads, I'm back once again. I hope you enjoyed that little bit of a break. I did. Got myself a drink, had some fun, refreshed, listened to some music, and thank you once again to our D-team member, Tony, from Disney by the Numbers, who stopped in with the top five things you didn't know about John Ratzenberger. Always amazing me with all the different stats and items you get. And if you haven't had a chance, definitely check out Disney by the Numbers from Tony, where he has stats about the parks, blogs, and many other things that are just little tidbits and insights about your favorite Disney attractions, sites, parks, downtown Disney, and more. Thank you once again, Tony, for stopping in once again this week. So, all of you D-heads, coming up very shortly, we have the one and only John Ratzenberger stopping in here at the show. But before that, I already gave you a bunch of different news, but there's a couple other things I want to tackle. First off, I do want to mention once again that coming up very soon, we are going to be kicking off our month-long celebration for Halloween. Yes, our Disney On Demand not-so-scary Halloween party is going to be taking place all month long with special guests, music, and everything geared towards the Halloween season. It's going to be coming up very soon. So if there's anything that you'd want to hear, special guests you want to hear from, shoot us an email, drop us a line, and we'll see if we can make it happen. Now also, D-Heads, there's a couple of different things that I want to mention about Disney On Demand that are new and on the horizon. Coming up in just two weeks as well, we're going to have a limited edition Hot sauce. Yes, this is a custom made, not just a label slapped on it. Disney On Demand's Not So Scary Halloween Hot Sauce is going to be hitting it. This is going to be very, very limited editions. I mean, seriously, very limited. I'll let you know when we have them and how you can get your own. Now, also, Disney On Demand has been on a break. We've been adjusting to new fatherhood for kids. It's been really crazy. That's why we've had that large break between the Robbie Benson show. But we're back. We're back in order. I mean, things got busy. Four kids plus my day job. I mean, many of you know I work in advertising and marketing for a living. So, you know, always working on campaigns and lots of stuff. There's a lot of things to do. But we are back. We're back at it. And with that, in just a couple of weeks, we're going to unveil an all-new Disney On Demand website. Yes, we are going to have an all-new website where you can go there daily, check out fresh blogs every day from the D-Team and myself. You're going to be able to interact with us a little bit more. You're also, we're also going to have a live chat. We thought about going the way of forums, but we figured, why not? Let's have a live chat. So at any time of the day, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, you can pop on a live chat and see if other Disney friends are there and just chit-chat right there in real time. We're also going to keep our Lifetime of Disney player. Everybody asked if we were going to keep that. I've been getting a variety of emails if with this new website launch, are we going to keep that? Yes, we are going to keep our Lifetime of Disney player. We would not take that down. We use it ourselves every day while we're at work. Now, if you are new to the show, check out DizRadio.com, our official website at DizRadio.com. There we have our Lifetime of Disney player where you can listen to over 300 plus television specials, grand openings of the parks, parades, resort TV, television specials, television shows, classic Disney movies, and more, and you can just listen to them right there. It's not the visual. So if you're sitting at work, you're sitting in your cubicle, or you're just at home cleaning your house, you can click any of those and it'll load in seconds just like that 
I wanted to snap so bad. Anyways, just like that, it will load, and you can actually listen to these and just enjoy it. I mean, even if it's one you've never seen, just pop it on and give it a listen. I mean, they're great stories. If it's one thing Disney does, it's fantastic storytelling where a lot of times you don't even need the visuals. But check it out, Lifetime of Disney Player, on our website. It's up there right now, and yes, we are going to keep it. Now, also, all of you D-heads out there, we are looking for D-team members. We're always looking for people to be part of the D-team. Right now, we have the beautiful Lexi from Down Under. We have Tony from Disney by the Numbers. We have Jason, who's always going into the vault with the DVD and Blu-ray reviews. But we're looking for you. If you want to be a D-team member, we've gotten a variety of emails over the weeks. We've also gotten some Facebook messages. But since it has been so long, they might have gotten buried and misplaced or who knows what. So if you did send us one... Do not take it personally. Just send us a new message this week because it'll be a little bit easier now that it'll be fresher in in my inbox there. But if you want to be part of the D-Team, definitely contact me at DisneyBlue, that's B-L-U, at A-T-T dot net. You can also message me through the website at DizRadio.com, on Facebook, and a variety of other places. So just find me, contact me, and, you know, see if we can be part of the D-Team and join us here in our magical adventures every single week at Disney On Demand. So, all of you D-heads, there's a variety of different things that are on the horizon coming up very soon. We have the one and only John Ratzenberger, who is on the line. I see the line flashing. And we have our gorgeous and gracious Lexi from Down Under stopping in very soon. And she's going to delve into the history of John Ratzenberger, Pixar, Cheers, and just a little bit more about him. As we have DT member Lexi coming up very shortly. So, before I let you go, I do want to remind you all to find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DisneyBlue, and that's B-L-U. You can also find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash DisneyBlue. You can follow us on Instagram, and also spread the word. We have an official fan page up, so spread the word at facebook.com slash DisneyOnDemand. So get involved, interact. The show is for you. We try to keep it full of magic, memories, and just relive that part of Disney that is inside your home every single week. We all love the parks. We love going to the parks. But where is Disney in our homes every week? It's in the movies. It's in the magic. It's in the television shows. It's in looking at photos and pictures from our past trips. And that's what we want to encompass here all around everything Disney to help you feel the magic. So thank all of you D-heads for that honor of myself and the D-team being able to do that for you. So all of you D-heads, I'm going to stop my rambling. I'm going to just give you a little bit of a break here, and then we're going to have Lexi, our D-team member from Down Under, stopping in with a little bit about John Ratzenberger. The next time you hear me, yes, I am going to click this button that's flashing at me, and I'll have John on the line. And don't forget, we still have Jason with the DVD and Blu-ray review stopping in here this week. Since John has been in every single Pixar film to date, I can only imagine which one he is going to pick to review this week. So, D-Heads, all right, I always say, I'll stop my rambling, I'll stop my rambling. This time, I really will. Sit back, relax, enjoy, have a couple magical moments, and uh, next time you hear me, I'll have Cliff Clavin on the line. Ladies and gentlemen, for your safety, please remain behind the yellow line on the platform or behind the gates once you disembark the monorail. This monorail will be departing momentarily. Thank you. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World monorail system. We're traveling to the Transportation and Ticket Center. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. 
The spirit of Epcot has guided the design of all 28,000 acres of the Walt Disney World Resort. You'll find the application of leading-edge technology evident throughout as we demonstrate our philosophy. If you can dream it, you can do it. We hope you are enjoying your journey along our highway in the sky. Disney monorails have been operating at Disneyland since 1959. The Walt Disney World monorail system made its debut in 1971 and was expanded to include Epcot in 1982. Mark VI monorails replaced the original Mark IV monorails at the Walt Disney World Resort in early 1991, completing the modernization of the Disney monorail systems. Each train has a capacity of more than 300 passengers and travels at speeds of up to 40 miles per hour. You may have noticed that each of our 12 monorails is identified with a different color stripe. Our pilots use the colors to help identify the monorails operating on the system. Originating from the Transportation and Ticket Center, there are three separate monorail lines. These include the Epcot monorail, the Express monorail to the Magic Kingdom, and the Resort monorail, which services Disney's Contemporary and Polynesian resorts and Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. Altogether, you can travel more than 13 miles on our efficient and environmentally friendly Walt Disney World monorail system. And their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. Sergeant? Yes, sir. Establish a recon post downstairs. Code red, repeat. We are at code red. Recon plan, Charlie. Execute. Move, 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 move. It's a. It's a big one. Walt Disney Pictures presents a totally new animated motion picture event. Star Command, come in. Do you read me? The story of two toys. Oh, there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. Hello? Oh, yeah! Ah! Headed for a showdown. My name is Woody. This is my spot. Ah! I am Buzz Lightyear. I come in peace. You are a child's plaything! You are a sad, strange little man. And playing by their own rules. Draw! Fuck me again! I don't like confrontations! Buzz, look at alien! Where? Ah! You're mocking me, aren't you? <laughs> oh, impressive wingspan. Very good. <laughs> oh, what? What? You can't fly. Yes, I can. Can't. Can. 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 This holiday season, the adventure takes off when toys come to life. To infinity and beyond. Toy Story. Look out! Yeah.
Hey, D-heads, when you aren't enjoying Disney On Demand, head on over to DizRadio.com and listen to our famous Lifetime of Disney Player, where you can while away the hours reliving Disney classics from film, television, and the parks. What are you waiting for? Keep your hands and arms inside at all times and go to DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z-Radio.com. And have a magical day. For a treat this week, our special guest is one of a kind, Pixar's good luck charm himself, John Ratzenberger. We know John as a wealth of characters, ranging from Mac the Truck in Cars to Gordon the Guard in the recent Disney hit, Brave. Behind the charismatic voice that has created and much loved and funny characters, there is such a fascinating man. For me, John's most lovable character would have to be Ham. He is so wise and helpful in the Toy Story team, but a little bit silly at the same time. The richness of each character really is brought out by John's charisma. So I can honestly say that researching John's background was a blast. There is little he has yet to accomplish. Growing up in Connecticut, John started his professional life as a tractor operator and a house framer. So he could really relate to the personality of the construction worker he played in Up. But it was far from home that John began his performing arts career. Living in London, John's first role was in the 1976 film The Ritz, and the late 1970s and 80s were sprinkled with such a sparkling array of roles in live-action films, including a major Derlin in Star Wars and a missile controller in Superman. Being part of such iconic roles must have been an unbelievable experience. John is, without a doubt, a Hollywood legend, and Disney sure has an eye for talent. We can't pass John's humour in Cheers, as his portrayal of Cliff Calvin lit up the silver screen throughout the 80s and 90s. But John's career is practically exciting for us D-heads and Pixar lovers, as he has been a part of every Pixar feature film. What an incredible achievement. So... Disney Pixar certainly would not be the same without John's dedication, loyalty, and shining comedic talent. So far, John's favourite Pixar character of his is P.T. Flea from A Bug's Life. He loves his outlandish personality and the way he is so sporadic and unpredictable. It must be fun to be able to go so over the top and still end up with a character that is unforgettable and loved by all. But outside of voice work, we can see John on his Travel Channel series, John Ratzenberger's Made in America, and That 70s Show, and Eight Simple Rules, and even Frasier. But the talent doesn't stop there. A few years ago, John co-authored We've Got It, Made in America, a common man's salute to an uncommon country. So, John really appreciates the workers that make America what it is today. The essential workers are truly important to John, inspired by his humble working upbringing. Here is something that fascinates me. John's range of acting and voice work has made him the sixth 
most successful actor of all time. For someone so successful, John really is grounded and passionate about the people behind the success of the U.S. He understands the importance of strong social roots, which is something pretty rare these days. Similar to most members of the Disney family, John is an advocate for the unrecognized and often takes action for improvements in the national community. Here's an interesting and inspirational fact: John has developed and sold biodegradable and non-toxic recycled paper to be used as an environmentally friendly and safe alternative to styrofoam and bubble wrap. What a spirit! We don't think of the damage our package wrapping can cause, and have all probably come across some of John's products. Also, John co-founded the Nuts, Bolts, and Thingamajigs Foundation. To me, the foundation is rather special and definitely important in ensuring education and better employment for a lot of young workers. John recognized a problem in the U.S. industrial sector, as there aren't really enough. Skilled workers out there, so the foundation works to raise awareness of skilled trades and engineering disciplines among young people. That is, when not in the studio creating our much-loved Disney Pixar characters, John is working hard to motivate and enrich the quality and quantity of skilled workers in the U.S. By promoting awareness of issues that are close to his heart. John Ratzenberger is an inspirational Disney family member. John's sense of humor really shone in his role of Mac the truck in Cars. During the credits, the cars all watch car versions of Pixar movies. Here, Mac notes that all the characters that are voiced by John are excellent. Bit tongue in cheek, but it's all in the name of fun. There is no doubt that John is thrilled to be Pixar's go-to guy and good luck charm. And what do you know? So are we. Thanks, John Ratzenberger. Your dedication and charisma has made Disney that little bit more magical. Get ready for the ultimate in family fun, all in spectacular 3D, with Toy Story Mania now on Wii. Over 25 exciting games for up to four players. It's dart throwing, ring tossing, and flinging 3D fun. It's playtime! The mania begins now. Includes two pairs of 3D glasses. Remember? Were you? No, 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 no. We're just. We're, we're... Hey, do you guys know how I can Look, get to pal, peace? Look, pal. We're talking to the lady, not you. Hey, hey. You like impressions? Mm-hmm. Okay, just like in rehearsals, gentlemen. So what are we? Take a guess. Oh, oh, I've seen one of those. I'm a fish with a nose like a sword. Wait, wait. It's um... a swordfish. Oh, hey, clown boy. Let the lady guess. Where's the butter? Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Lobster. Saw that. What? Lots of legs live in the ocean.、Clam. Close enough. 
Oh, it's a whale of a tail, I'll tell you, lad, a whale of a oh, tail. Oh, they're good. Would somebody please give me directions? Would somebody please give me directions? <laughs> I'm serious. Blah, 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 me, me, blah, 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 me, me, me. Thank you. Oh, dear. Hey, hey, come back. Hey, what's the matter? What's the matter? While they're doing their silly little impressions, I am miles from home with a fish that can't even remember her own name. Boy, I bet that's frustrating. Yeah. Meanwhile, my son is out there. Your son, Chico? Nemo. Right, got it. But it doesn't matter, because no fish in this entire ocean is going to help me. Well, I'm helping you. Wait right here. Hey, guys! What, is he bothering you again? No, no, he's a good guy. Go easy on him. He's lost his son, Fabio. Any of you heard of Peace Sherman 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney? Sydney? Oh, sure. Why, oh, Ted here's got relatives in Sydney. Don't you, Ted? Sure do. Oh, hey! They know Sydney! <sighs> you wouldn't know how to get there, would you? What you want to do is follow the EAC. That's, uh, East Australian Current. Big current. Can't miss it. It's in... That direction. And then you're gonna follow that for about... I don't know, what do you guys think? About three leagues? We're clearly soldiers in petty coats And dauntless crusaders for women's votes Though we adore men individually We agree that as a group they're rather stupid Cast off the shackles of yesterday Shoulder to shoulder into the fray Our daughters' daughters will adore us And they'll sing in grateful chorus Well done, sister suffragette From Kensington to Billingsgate One hears the restless cries From every corner of the land Womankind arise! Political equality and equal rights with men Take heart for Mrs. Pankhurst has been clapped in irons again No more the meek and mild subservience we We're fighting for our rights militantly Never you fear! The shackles of yesterday and shoulder to shoulder into the fray our daughters daughters will adore us and they'll sing in grateful chorus well done well done well done sister suffragette hi this is bill farmer the voice of goofy and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Hello. From the creators of Toy Story. To infinity. And beyond. Comes an all-new motion picture event. Walt Disney Pictures presents a Pixar Animation Studios film. No, hurry, no. Don't look at the light. I can't help it. It's so beautiful. <laughs> tell you how things are supposed to work. The ants pick the food. The grasshoppers eat the food. It's a bug-eat-bug world out there. Someone 
could get hurt. He's quite the motivational speaker, isn't he? Let's ride! <laughs> it's the same year after year. They come, they eat, they leave. That's our lot in life. It's not a lot, but it's our life. <laughs> I've got an idea. We can find bigger bugs to come here and fight. Now, why didn't I think of that? Oh, because it's suicide. What they needed was some help. <laughs> You're perfect! What they got... Popcorn! Stale popcorn! ...was a bunch of clowns. We're losing the audience! Get out there now! They'll only laugh at me. That's because you're a clown! You parasite circus bugs! Hey! I thought you were warriors! Hey, cutie! What a holiday with a real bug! <laughs> so, being a ladybug automatically makes me a girl! Christ! She's a guy! Come on, Francis. You're making the maggots cry. <laughs> Walt Disney Pictures presents... I couldn't tell. A Pixar Animation Studios film. This was not supposed to happen. Squish him. Ah! Run for your life! An epic. I think I'm going to bet myself. Okay. Of miniature proportion. We don't serve grasshoppers. For the colony. And for oppressed bugs everywhere. Hello there, girly bug. Shoe fly, don't bother me. A Bug's Life. Coming to theaters this Thanksgiving. Hey, turn your butt off. <laughs> Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, we're back once again for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And this week we have a very special guest who has a legacy that spans television, film. Uh, you pretty much know his face or his voice wherever you see him. Everything from Cheers all the way through every Pixar film. We have the one and only John Ratzenberger with us here this week. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Well, thank you. Thanks for uh, letting me in the door. Uh, it is our pleasure having someone of your stature on the show. I mean, you know, somebody with your legacy, uh, you know, in voice acting, television, movies, a variety of different things that I'm sure we'll cover. So I guess let's just start off with the most obvious, of course. And everybody knows, you know, Cliff from Cheers. And he Cliff has made his rounds from Cheers, Wings, a variety of television shows. I guess uh, with Cheers and starting with that role, uh, how does it feel being associated with such an iconic character in television history? Well, when you're actually doing the job, you don't realize it. It's because, you know, you've been hired to do the job. It's, it's like building the Empire State Building. You know, if your job is the riveter, you're riveting pieces of steel, and, and uh, you don't really have the time to step back and think, wow, I'm making history here. But at the end of the day, once it's all finished and all done, and you look at the, the legacy, especially the writing of that show, um, I think it's, that's, a, that's what makes the show stand uh, head and shoulders above most other shows is because of the quality of the writing. But yeah, looking back on it, it was quite something. I'm you know, very lucky. I mean, I will have to say, you know, when it comes to Cliff's character, Cliff has made an, uh, an impact in television history just because um, I have to say it's the one character that has made his rounds from a variety of television shows over the course of time, all the way through Disney specials and other television sitcoms and uh, uh, lots <laughs> yeah, of fun yeah, things. Yeah. Uh, I guess, how does that feel knowing that the character was so good that uh, you were, you know, all over the place? Well, it makes me feel especially good because uh, I invented the character. Cliff uh, didn't exist when I was in for the audition, and I uh, made him up in in the room as I was, you know, talking to the producers, and directors. I just said, "Do you have a bar? Know it all?" And they said, "What do you mean?" 
and I went on to explain, and then I showed them what the character would be like. And uh, I just got them laughing enough so I could leave the room with some dignity. And lo and behold, two days later, they called and offered me the part. You know, well, it must have been something that uh, I guess the show needed in, in that case. And, you know, when it comes to, you know, television, you're acting in your career, like you said, you just made up that character. Is acting and you're in, you know, that kind of, uh, I guess, career and that choice, that path, is that something that you always felt early on in your life that, you know, this is a direction that I want to take and, and it led you down that road, you know, all the way through, you know, up until you got that chance at Cheers? No, I was the last thing in my mind. I never gave acting a thought ever, uh, at any time in my young life. Um, I, uh, I, it wasn't quite by accident. I'd done some acting in college, um, but I never thought that I'd actually make a living at it. It wasn't until I, I went to England. I went over to visit for three weeks and ended up staying 10 years. And that's where my uh, career really uh, dug in, and, and I took it seriously. And... Um, and uh, to the point that by the time I arrived in Los Angeles, uh, after those 10 years, I was already fairly well known throughout Europe for a certain style of comedy and, uh, and you know, directing comedy shows and the like. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, but Cheers was certainly what, what gave me an international uh, profile, yeah. Right, you know, and that just continued on throughout your entire career, all the way through, of course, what our Disney fans are going to know you from, uh, the variety of Pixar films. And, uh, you know, back in back in 95, you know, when Toy Story hit the scene, you know, computer animation was so new. Um, you know, when they approached you for that, uh, were you just all about uh, being a part of this project right from the start? Absolutely. It was, I didn't hesitate for a second. I mean, it, it, was it one of those things where you knew it was going to be something uh, special and, and uh, just unique in the production of it? Because, uh, you know, it, it definitely was something that it sparked a whole new uh, genre. No, I didn't give that a thought at all. I didn't know whether it was going to be a one-off or spawn a whole new industry. I, I liked the people that, that were doing it. I, uh, their enthusiasm was very infectious. And, uh, and they had and still have uh, a childlike quality. Um, it, it, coupled with uh, a remarkable sense of detail and artistry in their work, and uh, it was just fun um, working with you know John Lasseter and Darl Anderson and Andrew Stanton and the whole gang up there, and and uh, so they've become friends over the years, and uh, yeah, we've been working together now. I think it's about eighteen years. Right. I mean, if it's one thing that I'm sure, uh, you know, you might be aware of or you might not be aware of, but, you know, people kind of look at you as now the uh, Pixar good luck charm. I mean, they've had number one hits every time at the box office and your voice can always be heard everywhere. Um, I, I guess, does that feel pretty good that you always have a little spot in each of these films that uh, they just want you to come in and do something? Oh, yeah. I mean, consider the alternative. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, you'd, you'd rather be invited into the sandbox than told to uh, go away. Um, but again, they're the quality of the work. They they just don't cobble together a film because they think it can make money. They'll they'll spend three and four years just on the story, and they uh, and they do it well. They do it better than anyone. Anyone that they do it better than anyone has ever done it. Right. I mean, so it's uh, I, they're considered the most successful 
film studio in the history of Hollywood, I believe. Right. I mean, they've constantly had number one hit after number one hit and, um, you know, a variety of films from all over kinds of breadth of work. Now, working on all these films, is there one that is your most favorite that uh, you look back on and it's just the one that you look back and you're like, all right, that's that's the favorite one that I was a part of that project. I, I, I enjoyed uh, doing P.T. Flea because I just the character makes me laugh. Um, but I guess the, the really the most uh, iconic of, of the uh, boy, I just now it's my mind swimming because I I even enjoyed that you know the um, Mustafa and Red Ted Dewey. Uh, <laughs> he made me laugh and and Hammy the Pig certainly. Right. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, on our on our house we put up a cupola on top, and uh, and as the weather vane is is a pig in honor of Hammy. <laughs> So, you know, so I guess, you know, it's one of those things where it's hard to pinpoint any one character just because you do, you know, have a bit of you in each of these characters. Oh, sure. Sure. I mean, it's any actor worth the salt uh, will have a, a bit of themselves, yeah. Now, uh, with the newest film, of course, Brave, that's opened. Um, you know, Brave is a phenomenal film. Um, I took uh, all four of my kids to go see it, and they just, they loved it. Great story. Um, you know, when you've seen this film as well, it's definitely a different kind of film for Pixar. Um, I guess, what is, uh, you, you know, your take and your enjoyment of working on the film Brave as uh, Gordon? Well, the, I, I, I saw, I've seen it twice so far, and what struck me was the horse that uh, she rode. It looks like a horse. <laughs> you can't tell that that's animated. If you, if you just saw the horse isolated on, by itself without... Uh, the character writing it, you, you would have no idea that that's an animated horse. Uh, it's stunning. It's stunning what they do. And I've, I've spent uh, a lot of time in Scotland, and uh, and they've captured it. They've, they captured exactly what uh, the Highlands are all about. So uh, it's uh, again the you know, their attention to detail is phenomenal. Now, uh, you know, with, you know, Pixar and Brave and everything, of course, you know, everybody is just always on the heels of, uh, you know, what's the next project and things like that. And, you know, we'll touch back upon that. But you also have a variety of new projects that you're working on as well, including, uh, you know, being a, a, a working with Most and many other things. If you'd like to let our listeners in about that, because I think uh, in today's society, it's a fantastic project, if you'd like to elaborate more. Well, we, we have uh, an organization, yes, Mobile Outreach Skills Training. And we have uh, 18-wheeler trailer trucks and motorhomes that are equipped as classrooms. And what we do is we uh, identify jobs. We find the jobs first in different manufacturing uh, entities. And then we'll interview uh, returning veterans and uh, train them for those jobs. And we guarantee them work. Uh, we're the only program that does that because we just do it. To, it's, a, it's a common sense approach. You don't just go to school for, you know, being a diesel mechanic and then come out to find out that there are no jobs in your area for a diesel mechanic. So we first find out what the jobs are. And unlike a, uh, a regular school or technical training facility, uh, we can adjust you know, within a week's time. So if it's welding you want, then we can train the welders. If it's a CNC machine operator, then we can do that too, plus, uh, you know, dozens of other things. But uh, we we can make the adjustment and do the training, and uh, and guarantee work for uh, returning veterans. 
Right, which is a very important, uh, I guess, it's very important in today's society. Like you said, you don't want to go to school for something that there isn't going to be any jobs in your area, in your market. Um, you know, it's really just giving everybody the tools they need for success, like you said, from machine operation, assembly, quality inspection, welding. I mean, so much more. Um, is this something that, you know, when you came on board as a spokesperson that you just 100% uh, believed upon right from the start? Well, yes, because the show that I did... Uh called John Ratzenberger's Made in America. I toured all over the country and I visited well, close to 300 manufacturing facilities. And what I noticed almost immediately was that the average age of the people making things, fixing things, inventing things, uh, was in their mid-50s. And now it's about 57, 58 years old. So those people are going to retire soon and there's no one coming up behind them. And uh, like I've always said, you know, manufacturing is to America what spinach is to Popeye. Without manufacturing, we don't have a country. We just don't have a, a viable, workable civilization. You have to have manufacturing. And so that's what I jumped into the fray and try to make people aware of the importance of people learning uh, trade skills. Right, you know, and I guess, you know, with most, I mean, this really is that kind of... Uh that kind of thing, like you said, where it is going to help make the most for, you know, their future, for uh, the future of America, which, uh, like you said, that show that you have done previously, which I remember catching that uh, when it was on air, is it's just so important because you have to be supportive of the veterans and all the people that help make America what it is. Exactly. But also don't forget, without people that know how to use tools, um, you don't have any water coming out of that faucet. Uh, you don't have any electricity coming down the line, powering your computer. Uh, you don't have trucks delivering. It's not just the truck drivers, it's the truck mechanics. It's the people who build the trucks. Everything that you see in whatever room you're in, any time of the day, everything you see at one time or another, traveled by truck. Well, someone's got to build the trucks, repair the trucks, fix the trucks, maintain the trucks, let alone drive the trucks. So just in that uh, uh, course, just just in that small section of the uh, manufacturing pipeline, uh, that will that will all fall apart, and you don't have the things that you take for granted. So it's the infrastructure. Without people who know how to use tools, we don't have an infrastructure. Uh, it's nice to have a degree in uh, you know liberal arts, but uh, it's not going to change your tire. Definitely. You know, it's very valid points there that uh, it, it's everything is connected in some way. And, uh, you know, much, uh, I guess, go, going back to a Disney phrase, much like, you know, the circle of life, it's all connected in some way or another. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, uh, you, know, it, you can't name something. You can't look at something that doesn't depend on someone's ability to put a nut and a bolt together. Think of the hospitals. Think of all the tools that are used in a hospital and how they got there and who manufactured them. Because the machines that manufactured the microscope, well, someone has to make a machine that makes the machine. And someone has to know how to repair it, maintain it, uh, escalators, elevators. And we're literally running out of those people. So this is my way of helping. Say, Look, I've, uh, I can help. I can train people in these skills, uh, but first we identify the jobs that are needed, and then we just drive right to the facility, and we train the people on the spot. Uh, a couple of weeks later, they're in the factory, and they're guaranteed work. The rest, obviously, is up to them. 
regardless of what you do for a living. It's up to you to be able to uh, do it well. But uh, so far, uh, we have a 94% uh, retention rate of people that we've got jobs for still on the job after uh, a year. So uh, compared to the, to the government's retention rate in a similar situation, is 14%. Wow. Ours is 94. Wow, that is, that's fantastic that it does have that retention rate. Um, you know, that it just shows that what you believe in and what you're working on here is truly working, um, which just is remarkable in itself. It, it is. But it's all, again, it's common sense. What jobs are needed in the, your area, and we'll find the people, and we'll train them for those jobs. And then we'll go on our way, uh, kind of like the Lone Ranger. <laughs> now, uh, you know, speaking of the organization, of course, and most, um, if people do want to find out more about this, we'll definitely shoot them a link here at the show. But also, uh, you know, where can they find out more about this as well? Um, mostjobstraining.com. Uh, I was just about to say they could go there, check it out, and, you know, get more information about how getting trained and whatnot as well, correct? Well, it's more for the employers. It's if you have a company and you're looking for employees, those are the people we like to hear from because every area, they've got just no, no sense in calling from Alabama, say looking for a job, you know, if you know, we're training people in Michigan. So, what we want to hear from are the companies, the, you know, aerospace companies, uh, you know, machinery companies, uh, bridge builders, uh, construction, and we can train those people. And, uh, and we, we do a good job. Definitely, and I'm sure uh, you know all of our listeners are going to check this out and you know spread the word to their possible employers and whatnot as well. Now, um, you know, I guess getting back, uh, you know, swinging full circle here, you know, keeping things rolling, um, getting back to your film legacy and your film career and things like that. Um, you know, being part of the Disney Company now, um, you know, you actually, you know, you're one of those people that are, you know, one of the Disney icons now slash Pixar, of course. Mostly, you know, yeah, mostly, mostly Pixar. I, I haven't really worked much for Disney. But uh, Pixar, absolutely, yeah. Now, being part of uh, this kind of brand and family entertainment and things that you know, um, you know, now, all these years later, like you said, you've worked 18 years with them, um, is, you know, looking back at this now, these are great entertainment pieces that are going to stand the test of time, be passed down from generation to generation and, and children like that. Um, I guess uh, if it's a positive note that you could say working with Pixar, um, what are some of the, you know, fond memories that you have of working with them as a family, as a team? Because I definitely get that sense that um, they are family, uh, you know, when, when you work with Pixar. Absolutely. Um, it, it's, you're working with people who really are artists. Um, and that's, that's a joy in and of itself because every time you step into their arena, or what I like to call it is their sandbox, every time they invite me to play, I learn something. I, besides having a, a, a joyous time and being uplift, uplifted in some way, you're learning something. And um, and even Pixar, that's what they do for themselves. They, they, they give themselves a challenge every single film. Uh, Finding Nemo, for instance, the challenge was to make water look like water. Uh, the Incredibles, to make the wind going through uh, the capes uh, look like when the same thing with the Monsters Inc. They wanted the hair to look like hair of the monsters, you know, with, like you know, being blown in the wind, or but they wanted to behave like hair. So every film they set themselves a challenge of something that's never been done before in animation, 
and they do. So besides providing us with high-quality entertainment, they're also pushing ahead on the frontiers of uh, animation technology, every single film. So just you know, being around that is uh, it's certainly being around the people that probably started the space program. They were experimenting and refining all the time. And that's exactly what Pixar does. Definitely. That's a good point. Uh, you know, like like you said, they're always pushing those boundaries and you're learning yourself. And, um, you know, being around that for so many years, you've seen so many uh, evolutions and story and technique and, and things like that. Now, um, you know, with uh, future projects in the entertainment industry, is there anything that you're currently uh, working on or anything that you can clue us into where we're going to be able to see your face on TV, in the films, or hear your voice uh, anywhere and everywhere, which I'm sure everybody can pick out anyway? But is there anything that you're working on that uh, you can kind of hint to us in? Well, yeah. Uh, I got contacted yesterday to uh, to do another sitcom, so they're sending me the script. And so we'll see what happens there. And also, I just recently uh, obtained the rights to an entire city uh, for a reality show. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And uh, also, we're going to be doing a, uh, a trucker's talent show. Um as a reality show. Um, so, uh, yeah, and then there's a, a film that uh, I'm going to be doing in September. And uh, so it's, we're, we're just putting together the uh, financing for that. And I just finished one uh, called Local Commercial. Uh, and I played the part of a lawyer who uh, will sue anyone who hurts your feelings. <laughs> and uh, I thought that was funny because we're, in society we're getting very close to that. Uh, you know, when you have schools doing things like uh, prohibiting the children playing dodgeball because it may hurt someone's feelings. And so when it gets to when society has gotten that ridiculous, that we're not that far away from some attorney who's willing to sue other people because they hurt your feelings. So uh, I thought, well, that's, that's a very appropriate uh, part to play in this uh, time and age. Oh, definitely. Uh, uh, that's one that I can certainly relate to with four children that uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more on that, and uh, I, I can only imagine that we're at that point. Oh, yeah. yeah we're very close to it. I mean, there's, there's, uh, there's parents now that can't even yell at their children because the children will tell the teacher and the teachers will contact social services, uh, which, you know, talk about being intrusive. Uh, that's beyond ridiculous, but it's becoming a reality. So this part that I played in this attorney uh, isn't that far off of what's really going on. So we're going to be able to see you in a variety of different places in the next coming year and years and all over. And uh, like you said, from reality shows to movies. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that there's probably going to be a Pixar film in the works that uh, is under wraps right now that we're going to hear your voice in as well. And, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of different projects. Yes. But uh, today, I think I'm going to go play some golf. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good summer day to play golf. I'll say that much. So you know that always makes it good. So with that said, you know I, you know, well, let's wrap things up. Let you uh, head out, play some golf, have some fun, and uh, we're going to get back to our summer as well here. And I want to thank you once again for stopping in, and all of our listeners to check out, especially your newest program that you're working on with the Most Project, and we'll link everybody to that. And you know, stopping in and taking the time to chat with us here at Disney on Demand. I appreciate it, Jonathan. Thank you very much. Thank you. It was our pleasure.
you travel along There's one day here and the next day gone Sometimes you bend, sometimes you stand Sometimes you turn your back to the wind There's a world outside every darkened door Where blues won't haunt you anymore Where the brave are free and lovers soar Come ride with me to the distant shore We won't hesitate to break down the garden gate There's not much time left today
I'm going to Disney World. Yes, you can too with Diz on Demand on Live365.com. Enjoy our virtual Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and more as you enjoy the parks once more in order from start to finish. Full attractions, parades, loops, and more. So, say it with me. I'm going to Disney World with Diz on Demand on Live365.com. Ah, the vacation, that brief and glorious foray into adventure. Vacation, that vital diversion from the tedious beaten path. A bucolic retreat, a blissful rejuvenation for the common man, the seasoned vacationer, who rises briskly at first light. We start with vigorous exercise to ensure that the body is limber and vitalized for the day ahead. And now a question. How to make the most of the vacation? Select a few carefully chosen destinations to prevent overloading the itinerary. The seasoned vacationer makes decisive plans, never second-guessing himself. Activities should be mild to avoid exciting the nerves. Friendly locals should be approached without hesitation. Try carefully and always obey all ordinances. A light, sensible meal fortifies the vacationer for the continuation of his day. Pop over to the pool for a quick, refreshing bit. One look at that glittering water and you'll want to dive right in. Photographs are an excellent way to remember the vacation. Compose each picture with care and attention to detail. Choose one or two small souvenirs that hold deep, sentimental value. In the evening, enjoy an intimate outdoor performance. By now, the day's itinerary should be complete. If a few activities remain, no matter. Tomorrow is another day, another chance for adventure. And so, the seasoned vacationer settles in for a quiet night of sleep. My siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Required voice identification. EC-82. Confirm. Hey gang, it's Jason again. Thanks for wandering back into the vault this week. What a great time to come down this way, too. I know it's been extremely hot around these parts, and what a great time to journey into the Disney vault to find a great film to cool down with. Today we are venturing into the Pixar wing as we have the remarkable John Ratzenberger on the show this week. I mean, come on, everyone knows his name. Or at least the latest generation of Disney Pixar viewers know his voice. I know that you're Clavin, I, I mean Craven, to know today's pick. I think you all know me pretty well by now that today's movie is not going to be the most obvious. I could ham it up a bit, but we are dealing with Pixar here. And it's extremely tough to pick just one to watch. 
And with the gracious voice talents of Mr. Ratzenberger, you have all 13 films to choose from. So feeling the rebel force inside me, I decided to go to worlds less traveled, opened my closet door, and stepped into Monstropolis with the 2001 classic Monsters, Inc. Monsters, Inc. is the fourth film from Pixar. It's hard to believe that we've come this far in their relatively short history. I mean, can you believe we are already eagerly awaiting Disney's 52nd animated film? My thumbs are already hurting about Ralph. What? It's, it's not an interactive video game? You mean I'm going to have to wait for an actual video game to come out? Oh man, that changes everything. Well, not really. I still will be there opening day. Anyway, when Monsters, Inc. came out, we knew very little as to what to expect. But in traditional fashion, it was not a letdown at all. So let's put those aside, pick up our popcorn, and discuss Monsters, Inc. Welcome to Monstropolis. Population? Too many to count. And who could with as many tentacles, eyeballs, and spikes that everyone has? This is the world that lives just behind your closet door. And here all I thought I had to worry about with those piles of clothes and too many shoes. Walking down the street, you may think it's our world, but it's not. They may even share the same problems, but they... they well, they do. Anyway, meet James P. Sullivan and Malik Wasowski. The best pair of scares this side of Mistropolis. Scares? Well, we in the human world have always been scared by creatures that lurk under our beds or in our closet. The truth is, it's our fear, or more like our screams, that fuel Monstropolis. The monsters are experiencing a screams shortage. No one seems to be as frightened as they once were. That doesn't stop the team at Monsters, Inc. They scare because they care. There are some things about the breach between the human world and the monster world that must be maintained. One must never leave a door open. By leaving the door open could bring a contamination, or as most people know, a child. And the touch from one child could mean death. I mean, I know kids can be messy, but really? Death? Contamination? Eh. To our fine team, voiced by John Goodman and Billy Crystal, it's another day at the job. Sully, the big blue monster with a heart, has been Monsters, Inc.'s top scarer, and the leaderboard shows it. A little healthy competition between co-workers never hurts, right? Well, Randall, the chameleon-like monster, played by Steve Buscemi, see, he can play more than a mobster. Although mobster and monster are kind of the same, but a little different. Anyway, Randall takes things a bit more seriously than he should, and it becomes more than healthy competition, and more like living to work than working to live. On this day, the scares are higher, and the team may even beat their quota. That is, until a 2319 is experienced, better known as human contamination. It's time to call in the CDA, or the Child Detection Agency. Don't you want to try to change it around to be DCA, like Disney's California Adventure? Well, maybe I did, but anyway. And the CDA, well, just imagine them like the CDC, only with brighter jumpsuits. With the contamination, this stops production and another day's work. This disturbs Mr. Waternoose, owner of Monsters, Inc. Not only does this put them down in production, but it also shows that fear isn't what it used to be. He calls on Sully to help any new recruits, which he graciously accepts, and calls it a night. Like any business, there's paperwork. And who likes filing things? In triplicate. On carbon paper. Mike sure doesn't. Heck, I sure don't. 
He doesn't want all of the paperwork to stop him from missing Celia's birthday. Celia being Mike's snake-haired girlfriend. And who wouldn't want to miss an evening at Harryhausen's? Named after the stop-motion animation genius. Seriously, do yourself a favor and watch his Jason and the Argonauts. You will not be disappointed. Sully, being the best friend that he is, says he will finish the work for him and not let Mike miss the date. In doing so, Sully notices a stray door on the floor. Curious, he goes in to see if there's anyone inside. Not seeing anyone, he walks out only to have a small child meet him on the other side of the door. This can't be. No child's ever been in Monstropolis. Scared, he stows her away and goes to the only person he can trust, Mike. Disturbing Mike's date in the most inappropriate way, Sully shows the child, now affectionately known as Boo, to Mike. Mike cannot believe what his one eye is seeing. More frightened than amazed, the team thinks of ways to dispose of the creature. Their antics make Boo laugh, which causes a power spike in the home. Confused, the Scare Bear, get it, Sully looks like a big teddy, oh, boy these jokes are not flying today. Anyway, Sully believes the best answer is to take it back to Monsters, Inc., place her in her own door, and no one will know the wiser. Mike really wants no part in this, at all. Sure enough, the next morning, they storm into Monsters, Inc. headquarters with Boo in disguise. However, things aren't uh, going to go as easily planned. The CDA is still doing their search for the child that was discovered terrorizing the restaurant. Boo, being a small child, wants to play, and she will find any time to do it. Potty breaks? Sure! Makes for a great time to play hide-and-go-seek. Running down the halls? What a great time to mix into their daycare and become one of the monsters, or possibly a cube of trash. Hmm... Was that cube of trash a very early Wally reference? Huh. We'll have to think about that. While this is going on, Mike is looking for any means necessary to get Boo's door back, even if that means going to his paperwork nemesis, Roz. Failing on many accounts, Mike runs into Randall, who seems to know a little too much about the missing child. Just another point for us not to trust him. After different adventures throughout Monsters, Inc., the missing trio of Mike, Sully, and Boo meet up once again. We do learn that every time Boo sees Randall, she becomes extremely scared. Putting on their detective hats, we learn that Randall has, was paired to Boo's door, and the night that Sully found the door, Randall was cheating and extracting more scares than anyone. Or was he? Off the gang goes again in hopes in finding their a way to get Boo home. This time, it's Mike that discovers what Randall is really plotting and is kidnapped. Or monster-napped. Hmm, I don't know. Anyway, strapped to the chair, Mike is about to meet the latest in monster technology, the Scream Extractor. Imagine it like a big vacuum cleaner for sc capturing screams, minus the filthy bags and filters. Just before the extractor is used, Sully saves the day. Still believing everything would be better if Mr. Waternoose knew the truth, Sully heads down looking for him. He disturbs a training session with new recruits. Mr. Waternoose pressures Sully into showing these fine recruits the best way to scare. He does so, and in doing that, truly scares Boo. So much so that she doesn't want to do anything with Sully. The scare also literally scares the pants off of Boo, or at least most of her disguise, and now Mr. Waternoose knows the truth. At first, Sully and Mike think he's okay with it. He's calm, he's collected, level-headed. What's there to worry? He even gets, what we all hope, is Boo's door down so that she can go home. 
Instead, we see that Randall and Mr. Waternoose are working together in some evil sort of way to capture as many screams possible, and now it looks like Mike and Sully really aren't needed. The door which does come down is their fate, and the two are banished to the Himalayas. Our very Disney friend, the Abominable Snowman, better known as John Ratzenberger, greets our two feuding travelers with snow cones. Mike believes there's no hope. Sully always believes there's a way out of it. Our fluffy snowman tells the gang that there's a village down at the bottom of the mountain. Sully knows that this is the only way back home, and back to Boo. Not letting anything get in his way, Sully, without Mike, sleds to the bottom of the hill, into a door, and back to Monstropolis. Just in time, too. Boo is about to meet the stream extractor as well. Sully saves her once again, not without resistance from Randall, almost to the point of death. This time it's Mike who saves Sully, and not a moment too soon. After a tearful and quick hello, the three of them are off again into what is the most memorable moment in this film, the door chase. It is here that the team searches frantically for Boo's door through a massive roller coaster ride of hanging doors. Disney Parks, we're still waiting. This is the perfect attraction. Randall attaches himself onto the ride, fighting the gang the entire way. He finally meets a fate worse than the Himalayas. One, that Boo is no longer scared of him, and two, the swamp, and without a means back to Monstropolis. With Mike and Sully finally finding the door, they were without power, and realizes that Boo's laugh might just do the trick. Ready to try this theory, the door moves again and places them back into the hands of the CDA and Mr. Waternoose. Mike distracts the CDA while Sully and Boo take the door elsewhere. Canisters fall, which cause Mr. Waternoose to discover the escapees. They run into a door, playing things safe, but Mr. Waternoose follows, demanding the child. It is here that we learn that Mr. Waternoose will do anything, including kidnapping a child, to keep the scares coming. It is then revealed that they placed themselves into the training simulator, and that the CDA now knows that Mr. Waternoose had a plan all along. He's hauled off, blaming Sully for the impending energy crisis. What a load on one's shoulders. But before going anywhere, number one wants to talk to our gang. Number one is Roz. No wonder she wants her paperwork done precisely. She's been working on a two-year undercover mission, but it was because of the little girl that they are able to close the case. Boo can finally go home, and boy is she happy to be there. But Sully doesn't want it to end. So to make things a little easier, he tucks her in. It is there that he realizes there's more to life than scares. All that Sully is left with are memories and a splinter from Boo's door that has just been shredded. Everything should be back to normal. Or is it? It seems the energy crisis is still an issue, but the power source has now changed. Because of Boo, Sully learned that the greatest gift in life is not fear, but laughter. So rather than scares to care, it's now time to think fun. What does this mean for our duo? New jobs! Mike has always had a knack for comedy, and we've seen it throughout the film, and now it's his time to shine. Making kids laugh is his specialty. So much so that the team is back on top with Mike as the star. Celia is still madly in love with Mike, and Sully has Boo's door back, all because they care. Those boys and girls at Pixar know how to pull at your heartstrings. This heartfelt movie clocks in at 93 minutes, and in that time you have plenty of adventure, suspense, comedy, and of course, heart. That's what makes this film so great. Who would have ever expected that from a bunch of monsters? We've already talked about the great voice cast, couple that with the great score, and boy, are you in for a treat 
of a DVD. Monsters, Inc. is now out on Blu-ray. I've noticed that the price is a little bit high, but it's so well worth it. There is a four-disc set, and it is great. The disc comes with the first disc being just the feature film on Blu-ray, with some great new exclusive bonus features. You have the ride-and-go-seek, which is, of course, the idea in Disneyland. And then, of course, you have scenes from the new Disney Tokyo attraction, a filmmaker's roundtable, which is, of course, reflections of the entire film. You have audio commentary, plus some of the original DVD features, which included some new shorts. Uh, it included the Academy Award-winning short for The Birds, it, which, of course, won Best Animated Short. And, of course, you have Mike's new car, which was a fun little short as well. You have the second disc, which is, of course, the Blu-ray with all new features, including Roz's 100-door challenge game and a Pixar Fun Factory tour, Banish Concepts. The third disc is the DVD, just the plain old DVD with the original blue DVD extras. And then the fourth is the digital copy, so you can watch this anywhere. With that being said, I have to give this, believe it or not, a four and a half years. You've almost make the acclaimed five years, but miss it just by a hair. There's really nothing that I can say bad about this film at all. Yes, the first 30 minutes are a bit slow, but that's where we learn all about this world. Once you're immersed into it, it's smooth sailing from that point out. It makes you laugh, it makes you cry, maybe not so much as up, but I'll save that one for another day. But it still makes you love these characters every time you watch it. And that's what makes these Blu-rays great. You want to watch it again and again and again. So again, four and a half years. Great job, Pixar. I can see that the popcorn is empty and the curtain's coming down, which only means one thing, our groovy movie quiz. I asked you last time for Stitch, what is the Aloha spirit? And for the Beast, I asked, what are you hopeful? Unfortunately, I'm again blaming Stitch on this one, no one really answered. So this week, I'm giving you all three. You can still answer for Stitch with hashtag Aloha Stitch, all one word, and for the Beast with hashtag Beast Hope, all one word. But now we will add our latest for Monsters, Inc. Sully learned that there is something out there for everyone to care about and for. So I ask you, what do you care about the most? You can tweet your answer with the hashtag BooCares, all one word, to at JeromeFriends. Or, drumroll please, you can now visit The Vault via Facebook. Come on down to www.facebook.com slash DisneyVault and place your answer on the wall. All answers will be read on next week's show, so come along, have fun. This is interactive. This is fun. This is where you become a part of the vault. Now it's time to say goodbye to all my company and file this fine film into the vault. Hopefully we'll, we will be computer glitch-free and a little bit cooler with the weather next time. Come on back next week, and remember, the magic of Disney movies is always inside of you. Move on, people. We are on in seven, six, Coming online. On November 2nd, the creators of Toy Story. Hey, what's shaking, bacon? Did you lose weight or a limb? Take you into the world behind your closet door. Roz, you're looking fabulous today. Is that a new haircut? New makeup. You've had a lift. You've had a tuck. You've had something. We've always been afraid monsters were there. Scary feet, scary feet, scary feet. Oh, the kids are awake. Waiting to scare us. Twins! 
But what we didn't know is that we scared them. What happened? The kid almost touched me. You can't touch a child. They're toxic. If a kid ever got through one of our doors, the results would be catastrophic. Walt Disney Pictures presents... Killing machine! A Pixar Animation Studios film. There's a kid here! A human kid! We can neither confirm nor deny the presence of a human child. Let's keep it. I always wanted a pet that can kill me! What are you doing? Monsters Incorporated. It's a musical. Put that thing back where it came from, or so help me. So help me, so help me. And cut. As a fan of mail carriers everywhere, I urge you to give your Valentine these classic sweets chocolates from Hallmark. It's an exclusive collection of the finest chocolates. But the great part is, a few weeks after you give it, Hallmark mails your Valentine this second box of chocolates. All for just $3.95 with any Hallmark purchase at stores listed in Sunday's paper. So your Valentine gets a big surprise and the mailman gets a big smile. Eh, who knows? Maybe a hug. This Valentine's Day, go to Hallmark and give twice the love. All right, all you D-heads, so I'm back once again. You couldn't get rid of me that fast. And before I close out this week's show, I want to thank all of you for tuning in once again here at Disney On Demand. We truly do it for all of our listeners out there to bring that little bit of magic, that fun, and that breakaway throughout the week. And I hope I'm able to bring that magic to you because Disney is much more than just attending the parks. It's much more than watching the movies. It is something that brings that little bit of magic, whether it's pulling from a memory of your childhood, passing down those memories to your children, and many other things. And without you there would be no disney on demand so thank you once again for tuning in now i'd also like to thank john ratzenberger once again for stopping in here at the show i mean john has been a big influence throughout my life my parents passing him down to me watching him on a variety of shows being in every single pixar film it was truly an honor speaking with the one and only john here this week so i want to thank you once again for taking that time out of your busy schedule and stopping in with all of us here at disney on demand it truly was an honor now i'd also like to thank the one and only D team. Yes, Tony, Lexi, and Jason once again for stopping in with your signature segments and being part of the show here at Disney On Demand. Without your signature segments, that little bit of magic and that little bit of fun making the show extra magical. Thank you once again to the D team. Without your help, there would be no Disney On Demand as well. So, all of you D-heads, we have lots of things lined up. We're kicking off, as you heard, our very special Halloween edition in just two weeks. Yes, we're going to be doing a month-long celebration of Halloween with the one and only Larry Ice himself from Hocus Pocus stopping in here at the show and many others. So we have lots of fun things lined up all month long for our Halloween editions here at Disney On Demand. Now, as always, I know you're waiting to find out who are we going to have next week for show number 21. Well, we're going to have the one and only Sarge from Cars. Yes, Wimpy from Popeye the father and runaway bride, and many other cult classics like Shakes the Clown, we're going to have the one and only Paul Dooley stopping in here at the show. That's right, Paul Dooley himself is going to be stopping in here at Disney On Demand. So that is definitely a show that you don't want to miss, and that's for show number 21 stopping in next week. 
Now, before I let you all go, I'm going to give you all the different ways that you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always find us all over the web, especially at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. That's where you can find our full list of archives, past shows, and our lifetime of Disney player, where you can listen to over 300 television specials, movies, TV specials, grand openings, and more right there on the homepage. And once again, that's at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. Now, you can also find us in all the social media networks. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DisneyBlue, and that's B-L-U. You can also find us on Facebook.com slash DisneyOnDemand. You can find us on Twitter at Twitter.com slash DisneyBlue. You can follow us on Instagram, where we're always posting a variety of just crazy pictures at any given time throughout the day. You can always email us directly on our website at DisneyBlue at ATT.net or you can call our Magical Memories Hotline which you can find that link on the website as well. So stay connected, get involved, we're doing the show for you and we're looking forward to hearing from all of you. So until next week, I'll stop my rambling, have a magical weekend, have some fun, school is back in session, definitely make the rest of the year count because it is only going to get better It's only going to get bigger, and we have a lot of fun things on the horizon in both the Disney communities, our personal lives, and our magical memories that are going to last until the end of time. So until next week, all of you D-heads, it's been an honor. I'm going to bow out and catch you next week for show number 21.
For the final performance this evening, let's put our hands together for the merry mailman, Cliff Clavin. Now, Boston audiences are the greatest audiences in the world. <laughs> uh, you know, I got this friend uh, whose son is going to become a priest. I know where this is going. My son, the father. What's up with that? I never thought I'd see a whole room full of people not laughing at Cliff. Well, let's uh, see what topics we got in the old mailbag, huh? Okay, yo, uh, here's one. Uh, anybody have a chance to call a TV repairman lately? What's up with that? <laughs> here's a doozy. Avon lady. Ding dong. What's up with that? Well, that's it for me. Well, no, no, uh, seriously, folks, on, on a serious note, I, I just want to say drinking and driving. What's up with that? <laughs> Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and and I've got to say, this is the most love I've ever felt in one room in my life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.